0: Clarity Podcast. My name is Ben Morley, an Air Force pilot turned consultant. Each episode you will hear actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life, personal and professional, to achieve more clarity, purpose, and effectiveness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical clarity training. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Achieving Clarity Podcast with me, Ben Morley. I hope you're doing well. This topic on calling comes from notes I took from a conversation I had with a friend, Paul. So on calling, I grew up with what could be identified as an unhealthy understanding of calling, and maybe some of you have as well. Some of those around me made the subject of finding your calling into an event of a certain type, a tremendous episode, an experience, an encounter of significant proportions. And the more eventful your calling was, this meant the more right it was. Now, this can be troubling, especially if you have not had such an encounter. It can lead a person who has not experienced such a powerful event to conclude that they therefore do not have a bona fide calling in their life. So the first thing I want to say about calling and finding and understanding your calling is that calling is a gradual awakening. It is not an event. Now, it may include events, but it is not an event in itself. So if you think about the Bible story of Moses and the burning bush, or Paul on the Damascus Road, or a modern-day equivalent, you can be led to believe you need to have such an event in your life to have a relevant calling. You do not. Another result of the calling-as-an-event culture is the creation of a hierarchy of callings. That if you have not had a grandiose experience like that, then somehow your calling is less important than it is for those who have had the encounter. For those that have not had the big experience for their calling, many have faked one. There are those who invent stories or exaggerate events so they can feel like they fit in with the expected norm of what qualifies to be part of The Calling Club. So in my youth, there was this talk about Moses and his burning bush encounter, but what no one referred to or saw value in speaking about was that Moses spent 40 freaking years in preparation, in adjustment, in renewal, in change, in new inventions of himself beforehand. Moses had 40 years of preparation before the event everyone focuses on. Moses did not come to that event the same person as he was before, all because of his four previous decades decades of deep internal work. Calling tends to be taught as this burning bush moment while completely ignoring the backstory to it, but for Moses there was indeed a backstory, and there always is. But since talking about process is boring and not as sexy as the event, we do not dwell on the process. We do not dig into it. We do not make the process the norm for what you should look for. And so today, I want to make the process the new norm and also normalize that you never need to have an event in your calling. Let's normalize the fact that you do not need one, nor should you go look for one, or assume if you do not have an event, that then your calling is less than those few who have. We do not want those who sit in the audience listening to someone's burning bush moment and think to themselves, "Mm, I've never had one of those, so something is wrong with me. I guess I am a lesser version than the rest of these people. No, you are not. Additionally, the celebration of the calling-as-event culture can create an us-versus-them hierarchy. Even worse, it can trigger those who truly do have a calling and are following in it To abandon their work in search for what they now perceive as a real calling because of the creation of this artificial separation, this us versus them stratification. I want to strengthen you in the discovery of your calling and pass this on to others as you teach calling in whatever way or capacity that you do. I believe you are born with your calling built in by the manufacturer God himself. Let me explain what this means. When I talk about your calling that is inbuilt, from the moment you are conceived, I am not talking about a calling that you find or discover as you age. I am talking about a calling that was on board before you had a body, or a brain, or a heart. Your calling is attached to your soul, which is your essential self. Your soul is who you are without a name, a skin color, a nationality, a sexuality, your politics, religion. Your soul is who you are. You had a soul before you had a body or a consciousness, and your calling came with the arrival of your soul. So that's what I mean when I say you were born with it. I am not saying you were born into it, or you get it after a few years of nurture. No. No, you were born with it. Of course, most of us do not know what our calling is straight away. So nurture and environment and culture can assist in discovering your calling, or they can delay it or postpone it. Many of us received no help at all in our formative years with our callings. Some of us were very hindered by our upbringing in regards to finding our calling. Some of us have been completely sidetracked from our calling, only to become aware of it and align with it later in life. This is why Solomon taught to train up a child in the way they should go, not in the way we think they should go not in the way the family heritage has gone. It does not matter that the parents want their kids to be a doctor or a lawyer. I have experienced this a lot with Eastern cultures, where there can be expectations of the children to train into a certain profession or just step into the role of the family business. In family lines and in some of these cultures, from the moment the kids were born, they are groomed into becoming a member of the lineage whether it is their calling or not. This is why, by the way, many people in royal families are terrible at being royal family members. Because they are born into this entrapment, they feel obligated to have to be this type of person, and that may not be how they are wired at all. They are groomed to step into something that is not their calling. Calling is built in from before you were born, and you are helped or hindered from finding it by your nurture. Additionally, you are not called to a role. You are not called to a title or a position or a job or a hat that you may wear in life. There are many people who feel their callings are attached to a role. Roles change. You can lose roles, which happened to many people during the pandemic. You lose jobs, positions, and titles. If you tether your calling to a role and you lose your role, you open yourself up to experiencing massive meltdown problems. It can lead to mental health problems, emotional problems, all because you think your life is over and you now cannot do your thing. Roles change. Callings don't. Never fight for a role. Fight for a calling, but not for a role. You do not need that role for your calling to be expressed. So I heard people say during my Air Force career, I am called to be a pilot. There is no such thing. Or, I am called to be a lawyer. There is no such thing. You can be called to help people, which can show up in the role as the manager or the lawyer or the pilot. Now, this has been huge for me to learn that my calling is to help and serve people, and it manifested itself for a season of my life as a pilot. I realized I can move in my calling whether I am a pilot, a business leader, or whatever I decided to do next. And so can you. So you likely have a role or a title, there's no problem with that, but they are not your calling. Many young people's lives can be hijacked by labels given to them by well-meaning but misinformed adults trying to tell them what their calling is, or should be. And it can take years for these young people to realize that these roles were never what they were supposed to do, or who they actually truly are. Worse still, they can spend years trying to be successful and flourish in that role in order to please others like their parents. And it can be painful to watch and be around them. You can be taught to go find your calling and simultaneously ignore how you are wired. Because apparently God is supposedly not interested in our wiring. I want to teach you today that the opposite is true. We can utterly miss all the cues that are trying to wake us up to our calling because we can be taught to believe that none of these cues have anything to do with our callings. Your calling is internal, but it is triggered by external events, external experiences, and so on. Your calling can be awakened and stimulated by them. If you do not know that your calling is internal, you may think the external triggering is your calling. It is not. The triggering is waking up something inside of you that you already have. These triggerings can be quite dramatic and emotional, but they are not your calling. They are simply giving more language and meaning and definition to what you already had. These triggers can be on a global scale. For example, the children of the 9-11 first responders, many of whom lost a parent or parents in this tragedy, have been moved to pursue careers in those careers and vocations—military, firefighters, paramedics, police officers, and the like. So 9-11 became an external trigger for these children to wake up an internal calling that was already there clarifying for this new generation that they felt the right response was to go into these types of career fields. Triggers can also be very personal and private. A movie, a soundtrack, a book, a speech can also be events that serve in waking you up to your calling at a localized, individual level. Athletic achievements can be another avenue to wake up your calling. During many of the Olympic Games, there are stories of current athletes who were inspired to follow this path by watching the Olympics in their youth and realizing something inside of them was ignited by the Games, inspiring them to follow this athletic path. So, whether on a macro or micro scale, the calling does not arrive with the trigger. It was already on board and internal it is really important to understand the difference between an external stimulus of the existing internal presence of a calling there are millions of daily external triggers that people pay no attention to see no value in and as a result are missing their awakening and acceleration into their calling because they are looking for this one massive thing they believe they need to experience for their calling while ignoring all of the things happening around them every day of their lives, especially in transitional seasons of life, that are trying to get their attention and wake up their calling. Luke Skywalker, living in the back of the universe, depressed, bored, stuck in this place with his aunt and uncle, and then the droid R2-D2 shows up. Luke is shown the hologram video of Princess Leia with a message, and something woke up in Luke. It was already there, but the droid triggered his journey to what came next. He was already feeling stuck and unhappy, and this event became the catalyst for him to step into his calling. Stuckness is a sign that you are due a visit from a droid. If you are stuck, look for a droid. Somewhere there is a droid encounter trying to get your attention. That is all that stuckness is. Pay attention to this. You cannot become anything that you are not already. You cannot become anything that you are not already. You do not long for anything in your life that is not already a part of you. So follow your longing. Too many people are looking for something dramatic and exotic. Your longing is right there. It is the closest thing to you. Follow your longing. Realize that from birth, we are separated from our longings. We can be told, no, that is not a longing that is legitimate. You need to aspire to this position or that role or career path, as I have already spoken about being a doctor or a dentist or whatever. Remember, you are not called to the role. On a broad scale, you may be called to serve humanity, so leave all the options open as to how you might go about doing that. There are millions, maybe billions, of people around the planet who are square pegs in round holes because early on they believed they needed to go in to be something specific, meaning a role. So they took a degree that is useless. they took a job they hate, now they are in midlife, unhappy, depressed. Because someone told them to follow this role, and they took that advice, and they ran with it. Leave room for exploration. Leave room for nuance and discovery for what this calling is about in terms of how to express it. Before you are aware of your calling, it is just dormant. It is not absent. Dormancy is muted presence. It is not absence. Sometimes when a thing is dormant, you think it is missing. It is not. You must learn to attune your inner world to the awareness of dormant things, sleeping things, rather than mistakenly believing that because it is dormant, it must be missing. When people make that agreement, they start chasing something they already have. It is just dormant. A volcano may be dormant. (laughs) but it is not absent. In much of the guidance I had growing up, there was no allowance for, or teaching of, or belief in dormancy of something as big as a calling. So it was taught you either did not have a calling, or you had an event that reveals it to you, a burning bush moment, if you will, and nothing in between many things in our lives from birth are dormant and are subject to a timer that thing is deliberately locked into a timer in our lives and if you do not understand that you can tend to chase things or force things ahead of their time because you do not understand the nature of dormant things being present in a subdued way but they are present so. I'll stop here for now and I'll pick it up again in part two of this message. So I hope this has been of help to you. And as always, best to you. Thank you for listening to the Achieving Clarity podcast. We hope you liked it. To hear more tools and strategies to help you in your personal and professional life, subscribe to our podcast. Thank you again.